Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Building HVAC Science Podcast. We do this thing to help create better, more knowledgeable HVAC and building performance contractors and technicians. We try to help the two professions better understand each other with the ultimate goal of making customers happy in the homes they live in and the buildings they work in. Part of that desire to bring happiness <laughs> to uh, customers comes from understanding what's going on in the field, what's going on with customers. So we've kept Eric Kaiser, our new industry engagement manager, busy for the last couple years, and especially in 2023. And part of his busyness was traveling to various conferences, meetings, and events. So in this episode, Bill and Eric chat about these experiences and give you kind of an overview of what's been going on and some insights into how they help us better serve customers and the industry as a whole. So short and sweet introduction, let's just get into it, where Eric talks about his 2023 travelogue. Welcome back to Building HVAC Science. Sometime soon, Eric and I are going to work on singing this as a chorus together. Right, Eric? <laughs> well, I don't know if our listeners really want to hear that or not, but that could be interesting. Maybe we can use like auto-tune or something and make it perfect. I think we'd have to. I'll speak for myself. I'm probably going to be way off key if we tried to sing anything. I'd like to think that I'm on key, but that's just me thinking. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds much better in my head than it does when it comes out of my mouth. Everything does. I mean, for me too. I don't know about your head. So this episode, we're going to cover a lot of the travels that Eric and I have been making, and mostly Eric this past few months since he's come on full-time with TrueTech, and give you a slice of the experiences that he gets to have, but I think it's important to share back. That's where I think a lot of the value comes from what we do is how what we experience when we go to these trade shows, these conferences, these meetings, these trainings, bring them back into our own heads, bring them back into the true tech business, but then take them back out to the world, our customer base. So Eric, I'm going to let you do a little bit of riffing here, but I'm going to interject as we go along. We're going to try to go chronologically. So I think the first one might be the April National Home Performance Conference. Does that sound right? Yeah. If you want to go back that far, that's, wow, we're really going back now. That's even before I was here full time. So that was an interesting event for me. That was really one of my first or earlier introductions. I had been one home performance conference before that, but it was a regional event. That was the first national home performance conference for me. And seeing a lot of the people there, getting to meet more of those people and really talking to people that are more on the building science side of our customers, that was neat to me to see how they think about HVAC because my career has been largely about HVAC and largely that comfort focus where a lot more of the building science community is, they're focused on comfort, but they also focus a lot on energy and a lot of other things that go into constructing buildings. And a lot of IEQ too, and the varied climate regions. What I think is cool about that is there's an awful lot of research that comes out in different tracks and different presentations from the national labs and colleges and universities and things like that. It helps you rethink or maybe reground some of the principles that are coming out of there. I have a long history with that conference going back to 1989. So it'd be interested in your fresh perspectives. <laughs> It's interesting. And I think a lot of the research is really cool to see. It's really cool to learn about, but 
I sometimes wonder if there's needs to be more like immediate action items coming out of that research that people can utilize rather than, and I really get stuck in this sometimes where I just look at something and I'm like, oh, that's really cool. That's really neat. But what do I do with that? And a lot of times I don't know what to do with these things. Where do I use that at? Certainly applications are really important. And I'm hearing though, like a lot more people are using applied research. And I'll cite one person you and I both know is Jenry Garcia. He is constantly digging through and finding references and resources that go way back some 10, 20 years or more. And he is reapplying those and thinking about those and sharing those in his, what's his Facebook group? The Comfort Dynamics? Comfort Dynamics Facebook group. Yeah. And I don't remember the advanced comfort troubleshooting or something like that. But yeah, his company is Comfort Dynamics in Miami. And you're right. Jenry, I think, is very unique in the way that he uses a lot of the research that's been published and then figures out how to apply it. Because I don't see it, him being a contractor, I don't see a lot of people really digging in nearly as deep as he does with a lot of that and, and applying that stuff. And it is really cool, you're right, to watch somebody utilize that. But I see him as on the very forefront of actually applying a lot of that research in today's world. And really tying all of it together, I think some people have got little pieces of it, but he's really getting the bigger picture of a lot of it. And I think that in order for the larger industries to start adopting some of the things that he's learning, we got to start tying a lot more of that together and, and giving the industry action items. Okay, what does this mean to you and how can you apply it in your day-to-day -day business? Right. That's part of what we do. <laughs> yeah. And that's a lot of what we do here too. And then what we strive to do for sure. That conference is up in Seattle and it's a national conference that moves from city to city. Next year, that national home performance conference will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And if you go to building performance, building performance BPA, building performance association website, you can get a list of all their events. So now I'm going to flip a couple pages on the calendar forward and take you to Building Science Summer Camp in August. Wait a minute, though. You missed one in there. What'd I miss? It was happening almost the same time as the Home Performance National Conference, which was the NCI Summit. That's why I had to travel cross country there. Yeah, because you left in the middle of Home Performance Conference to go to NCI Summit, which was, I believe that was your first one. My first one with True Tech. I'd been once or twice with Testo when I worked for them back. Oh, that's been a couple of years ago. Yeah, between 99 and 2009. So somewhere in the middle of that time frame. But yeah, I guess I can talk about that, huh? Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit because I've never been to a summit and I'm interested to hear what you think has changed in that. You've had some experiences in a wide time distance between them. Sure. One of the biggest changes Rob Falk has passed. Mm, yeah. He passed away, I want to say it was the year before, like in 22. And there was actually a very nice tribute with his wife there to him, brought a tear to everyone's eyes because he was such a motive force for that organization. But as things go on, times change. Dominic Greeno's now the president of NCI. He's got his son, Nick, involved. David Richardson has really stepped into a major role with the organization. David Holt. Others I'm forgetting, Al Diambola, those are just people that come to the top of my mind. It was more attendees than I thought would be there. 
and a lot of different vendor type booths there. We had Fieldpiece come, we had Navac come, TrueTech was there, of course. There were companies for like loans and financing. NCI really tries to build the whole business of high performance HVAC and really leaves no aspect of it from running your business to getting financing from your customers to actually doing the process. They don't really leave anything unturned. And I see them as entering a new era of higher cooperation with a lot of different industry players. And let's see, by the time you hear this travel log, there will be something coming up at the HR Expo with NCI. They're going to be hosting an event on Tuesday night of the HR Expo on January 23rd. So you'll get to see a little bit more about that. Again, they're opening their arms to more in the industry. Yeah. Tuesday, January 23rd from 5 to 8 p.m. Central Time. Got it. Specifically. So thank you for reminding me of that, that April event. I guess I just wanted to forget six plane flights in a week. Having to fly across the country in the middle of a week again. And as I recall, you got delayed leaving the event because of bad weather. There was a lot of people stuck there. Horrible storms. It had to make a couple of flight changes, but made it okay. So going back, or no, going forward now to August in Building Science Summer Camp. What the heck is Building Science Summer Camp, Eric? Why did you even go? I went because I got invited and it's an invite only event. It's put on by the Building Science Corporation and Dr. Joe Stebrick. I mean, it's really hard to wrap your mind around that event. There's three days of training, single track training, just outside of Boston at a hotel there in their conference center. And then in the evenings, you go over to a big social event at Joe's house. And it really is the Brian Orr Symposium for Building Science nerds. And there's a lot of really great people there, a lot of really good presentations. It was my first time at the event this year. I had a great time, met some really great people, saw some people that I know already. And uh, a lot of people asked me about you and said, where's Bill and why isn't he here? (laughs) I said, he sent me instead and you get to look at me. Sorry. But it was a good time and a lot of really smart people wandering around there. I picked up a lot of good information from that one as well. And in fact, I think Brian's even said this, he's modeled the symposium, his symposium after the Building Science Summer Camp, after he went to that and became aware of it. So he's tried to create something on the HVAC side. And as anyone who's watched can see that the HVAC symposium is incorporating elements of building science into a lot of the tracks and tying a lot of things together. And I think that's just the coolest thing that I've seen. And I think the Building Science Summer Camp, or it's formally known as the Westford Building Science Symposium, I believe, yes, is starting to incorporate a little bit of HVAC as well. There was some talk there. There was a few HVAC contractors there that I was familiar with, which was nice to see those two factions really coming closer together. Because as we've said, that's two very important things that need to work together. So then later in August, just maybe 10 days later or something, 15 days later, we had you off to the UA event up in Michigan. Yeah. So the United Association of the UA does an annual training event where they bring in a lot of their trainers from around the country and even the world to train them so that they can go back to their local organizations and put on training classes. And during that event, there's a apprenticeship competition where they bring in the top six apprentices from around the world and in their organization, and they all compete head-to-head 
in events. And I've been going up there for several years and helping to judge that event. And that's pretty neat to see those six come in year after year. And then they invite the winner back the following year to act as a guide for the next round of six apprentices. So it's been pretty neat to watch that over several years evolve and get to help with that. So that was pretty cool. I think the next one was TEC, Energy Conservatory Training. Was that right? Yeah, there in September, TEC, the Energy Conservatory up in Minneapolis, hosts an event periodically they call Train the Trainer. And what that's all about is they bring in trainers and give them knowledge on testing airflow, testing building shells, really the basics of that. And they're trying to get more trainers knowledgeable about that. And especially on the HVAC side, they want to get more trainers knowledgeable about doing the testing on buildings, on ductwork, testing the airflow well. So they use some of their own products and they actually highlight a lot of products in there that they don't even manufacture. We used flow hoods and looked at different ways of measuring airflow in ductwork and things like that that aren't necessarily part of their tool categories, but they're things that because of their test apparatus there, as they call it, their chamber of truth, they can do a lot of testing and they have a lot of really technical knowledge about how to use those tools really well. So that was a really fun event. And that's a train the trainer event? Yeah, that's a train the trainer event. So that one's only open to trainers and educators to go to that event. But if you subscribe to the TEC newsletter, go to the website, subscribe to the newsletter, you'll get notice of the subsequent ones that come forth. They've done this, I don't know, maybe a handful of times, five, six times. Yep. Now I'm going to take you to the ACA conference, which you did a walk around there because it was in your hometown of Indianapolis. Yeah, it was 15 minutes away from my house. That was a fun week. It was a interesting event. It was the ACA Next Level or ACCA, Air Conditioning Contractors of America. And it was a lot more of a business track event. Uh, A lot of the events we do are more technical in nature where we talk to technicians, but this was a lot more business owners. I got to see some different side of things and really connecting with some of the challenges that business owners face. And it's an interesting way to think about some of the challenges they face and how their technicians have to use tools, how they see some of the challenges that the technicians have to face. And got to meet some of our good friends out at ACA there and visit with them and some contractors that I knew, met some new ones. But it was overall a good event to be able to attend and obviously easy for me because it was close by. Yeah. And that really draws home the people aspect. There's the technical aspect and there's a people aspect. You have to run a business. You have to have enough money to keep the business running, to pay staff members, to take care of all the bills. But you also have to know how to wisely deploy your capital whether it's in training, whether it's in hiring a person with higher skill level, whether it's buying tools and test instruments to complete these things. So it's no easy path to do it in organizations like ACCA or one of those. Also like NCI that brings together some of the business aspects that you're talking about there. Yeah. And it's important. I find a lot of business owners, especially in the HVAC realm in smaller businesses, typically started out as technicians and then maybe branched out on their own. And events like that are, I think, really important for them because we can be a really great technician, 
but maybe we're not the best business person. And that's a completely different thought process often than than technicians have when you start running a business. So conferences like that are really good, I think, for business owners, especially new business owners to go to. It's an investment in the future of your company. And then we had you racking up the miles in November. I've got one, two, three, four things that you did in November. Where do you want to start? Yeah, November was busy and was out in New England, Springfield, Massachusetts at a regional home performance conference there put on by BPA. Kind of a smaller version of the national conference, but more localized people from the New England area there, which was good to see some people. It's a little bit smaller, a little bit more intimate. I think some different conversations were had than you can get at the national conference. But again, a lot of really good education there. Starting to see some HVAC companies attend those type of events, which I think is really encouraging because a lot of of businesses are starting to cross that divide between a shell contractor or somebody that looks exclusively at the shell and somebody that looks exclusively at the HVAC system. If you're listening to this, these are events that are open to go learn about things like this. We're mentioning as we go along the ones that are just plain old open to attend or those that some of them have some restrictions or caveats to get into. But I think part of this process was getting you into the mainstream, what I've been doing for decades. And I'm going to pat myself on the back a little bit and say this, I think, is what has helped build TrueTech was the interaction with the manufacturers, with the contractors, with the business training organizations, with the universities, with the labs, and trying to put things together in a context where we're not just selling you a tool, but we're helping you understand how to use that tool. Absolutely. And that's one of the things, like I was a customer of TrueTech for a long time, and that's one of the things that I really respected about TrueTech before I started working here, that you would go out and interact with the industries. You would spend the time If I shot you an email and asked a question, you would actually email me back and have an answer or or maybe sometimes say, I don't know, but here's a person you can contact (laughs) to get that answer. Because if you don't know Bill, Bill knows a lot of people. That's probably the biggest asset I have is (laughs) my contact list. (laughs) And sometimes that's good because we can't know everything. None of us can know that. And we need to sometimes know who to ask. So then the next thing we did was you and I together traveled to two events, one which popped up on a radar real quick, the Heat Pump Summit, and then to the ResNet Conference, both of which were on in California. Give me some of your observations on the Heat Pump Summit. It was an interesting event. It was a little more California-focused, not quite as much of a national or regional event. I guess if you look at California, it's kind of a region unto itself in some ways because of the size of the economy and the location. It was interesting to me to see some of the different programs and learn about some of the different programs that California is running compared to what I'm used to hearing about in the rest of the country. There was a lot of academics there, but there was also quite a few contractors too, and everybody was talking back and forth, and it sounded like they were learning from each other. I did one presentation there on heat pumps and some of the hazards and challenges of retrofitting heat pumps into houses, because that's something I've done a a fair bit of in my career. So I like to share that. One of the things you told me when you hired me was we need to go out and share this knowledge that we have with the industry. Can't sit on it. Yeah. I really love the way you told me, go be a good steward of the industries. And I love that. That was a big attractor to me coming to work here. 
because it just helps the industries grow and it helps people learn from maybe things someone else has done and not have to make those mistakes themselves. In contrast to that, we then went to the ResNet, which is the Residential Energy Services Network, their conference, which they hadn't had for almost three years because of COVID and rescheduling and things. So it was the first, it was actually the last conference I went to pre-COVID shutdowns in February of 2020. And they're coming back again in November of 23 to meet again. And I'll just say it was an interestingly sized event. They limited the capacity. It might have been because they had to pre-select the hotel. I'm not sure what reasons were, but I think it felt full enough and very busy and very vibrant. And I'd call a fairly small trade show area, but man, there was a lot of activity. Did you ever get to step away from the trade show table? I did not step away from the trade show table. And they even had certain times on our schedule when the trade show was supposed to be open. And it felt like there were people walking in there an hour ahead of time. And a lot of the attendees were really engaged. They were there. They really wanted to learn things. They wanted to become better at their craft. And if you're not familiar with ResNet, they're the ones that run the HERS rating program for new homes. So a lot of people there were focused on that new home rating program and testing those new homes and making sure that they are up to par and and meeting the standards that they're supposed to be built to with regards to air tightness and insulation and things like that, that can really make or break the life or the comfort or the longevity of a home later on. And they're pretty focused on residential new construction and the raters work with builders usually. So they're the third party that helps to test, evaluate, give feedback. And I see a trend where more and more of them are involved early in the stages. So they're lending their expertise and their insights into how buildings work. And now they're even getting into how systems work. So that was one of the things, the ECA 310 standard, ACCA, ResNet, ANSI 310 standard. And you had some good questions on that. And there's actually, can you give us an overview of that five-step process? It's a five-step process basically testing to see if the HVAC system was designed and installed properly and trying to make sure that we're delivering, that the contractors doing the work and the designers doing the work are delivering what the customer is really expecting in the end. And that's, to me, what it really boils down to. I know I hear a lot of people saying, well, Builders want this and they want to make things cheaper, but yeah, there's a balance between making things lower cost and delivering what the customer really wants. And this standard, I think it's a good start to really trying to deliver what the customer really wants, which is comfort in their house and a long-lasting house and long-lasting HVAC equipment. At the beginning of that conference week, they had a special, they have tours set up usually, ResNet does a good job. Um, One of them was to a community of homes, 219 homes that are being built by KB Home and homes that are being built to run on a microgrid. And so we got to walk through, I got to walk through a uh, demo house that had a vehicle, a Kia, that actually had vehicle to home capability. You could use the battery of the vehicle to power the home. They also had on-site batteries inside the house, very low energy systems, very good air sealing. It's California, so there was a lot of attention paid to water, water consumption, how water is used. It was an amazing sight to see that so many 
different concepts that I've heard about over the years were actually being woven together and being experimented and put together in context in the application and not just, here's another nice thing to do, but how do all these things interact and work with each other? So to me, that was a real thrill to see that microgrid home community tour. That sounds really interesting. And I didn't get to go on that tour. I'm glad you got to go on to it and see it. And we never really got to talk about that. Like, No, we didn't. <laughs> we were slammed busy that whole week because that was a long week. We flew out on Sunday and got back on the following Saturday. I don't know about you, but that was a long and busy week. Yeah, I'm still recovering. <laughs> that was like three weeks ago. Wrapping up November here was just in the last week, you got a chance to attend the, I call it the Measure Quick School. So what was that all about? So that was, again, a, a train-the-trainer class that's put on by MeasureQuick periodically to go in and learn how the MeasureQuick product works. And it's really designed for the trainers to learn how to take the MeasureQuick product and then train that process and that product to people, maybe in their company, maybe in other companies. And MeasureQuick does a pretty neat thing where they'll take you in, they'll train you as a trainer. And then they will try to connect. If you want to put on classes, they will try to connect you with contractors, either in your location or around the country, to be able to get people into your classes because they don't have on staff trainers to be able to cover that much ground. So they're trying to train other trainers. Any surprises or takeaways? Because you've, of course, experienced with the tools, you've used Measure Quick, but now you got a chance actually to sit through the curriculum. Yeah. So the interesting thing for me was, though, and I'm going to back this way up. Like I've been around, I was actually around the original conversations that shaped Measure Quick or shaped the predecessor to Measure Quick, which is the iManifold platform. So I've used the iManifold platform. I used early versions of Measure Quick, but I have backed away from the Measure Quick platform because I really didn't have a personal application for it. I kept my nose in it, watched how it was working, watched some of the things, but didn't have a day-to-day -day application. So it was interesting to me to get back into that and see what they've changed, see what they're improving. I think there's some real interesting improvements there with what they call guided workflows, which are basically taking all of the measurements and turning it into a step-by-step-by-step -step -step process for the user to do, which I think is a really, really powerful thing because a lot of the stuff that MeasureQuick does is things that we should be doing as technicians or as contractors, but we don't. For whatever reason, it took too much time or it was too hard to make the measurements and it was complicated to make the calculations. Or if we took calculations in two different places, they were at two different times. So in an air conditioning system where we're trying to take lots of different measurements and combine them all into one, MeasureQuick is neat in that it brings all of them together almost in real time and then does the calculations immediately for us in real time with simultaneous readings. And it references all of those things to give the feedback and troubles and the direction you should head while troubleshooting it for a technician and reports and all kinds of stuff. So to me, really digging back into that was very neat and very refreshing. And I think it's going to help me talk to people about it going forward when I'm 
out at a lot of these events or if people ask us questions because we sell a lot of tools that work with Measure Quick and contractors will often ask about it or technicians will often ask about it. When you said bring them all together in real time all at once, that reminded me, Jim Bergman invited me to go with him to the National Institutes of Standards and Technology Laboratories in Gaithersburg, Maryland. I want to say it was three years ago, like 2019 in December. I guess that's four years ago. We drove down together and then Dr. Vance Payne, who's got equipment set up in a lab that has got to be like half a million dollars worth of really precise equipment on it. And we set up probes for MeasureQuick and did calculations. And this is even the early version of MeasureQuick and were phenomenally close to the laboratory values. Users really need to appreciate you've got some high powered troubleshooting in your hands some measurement diagnostics. If you can crack the code of using that, you can really, really take your business and yourself, your techniques, your process to a higher level. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's where these guided workflows are going to help the technicians do that because quite honestly, there's a ton of information to gather there and a ton of information that is gathered and then that is calculated out of those and is extrapolated out of those readings that are taken. And when putting all that together, it takes a long time and a lot of effort. And I'd say this from experience, because one of the things that I did, even when I was back in the field is I would do what measure quick terms is non-invasive testing, which is evaluating an air conditioning system by only using temperature measurements. I had some rudimentary levels that I looked at, but MeasureQuick does all that in real time now and is way better at it than my head ever could be trying to do all those calculations on paper because, like I said, it brings all that stuff together immediately rather than me taking a reading here and there and hoping that the system is behaving the same. That's a lot of ground. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different topics we covered. Or ten, because you reminded me of one I forgot. And then I also forgot three earlier ones in the year, but we're actually going to do a 2024 versions on them. You thought it was two. Now it's three. I added one. After we attend the HR Expo, we're going to do a recap specifically on that event. After the HVAC Symposium, we're going to do the same thing. And the NHETC, the National HVAC Educators and Trainers Conference, we'll do a specific one on those. Those are the three we did earlier this year. We're going to do early into next year, the first three months of 2024. Yeah. And I think those are really good ones because those are three very large events that take up multiple days. And we did miss one. I just went back and looked at our list because yes, we keep a spreadsheet with all the events that we go to. So we have notes on all this stuff. Thank you for looking at it. <laughs> so I went back and in July, I went down to Alabama Power to the Alabama Council of Air Conditioning and Refrigeration Ex Educators Conference, which was a couple days down there. Uh, Joe Halsey invited me down to that. And that was a very neat event to see Alabama Power has a giant training center in Jasper, Alabama. And if anybody ever gets a chance to go take classes there or go in just to visit that training center, if you're an educator and you want a place to go see, because they're doing HVAC education, they're doing building science education, they have a giant trailer where they can go out and do uh, BPI certifications now. So they have a portable BPI certification trailer that is actually has essentially a house built inside of it. So you can do all your testing on that house. So it was like a day and a half event there, but it was really neat to see what they've built and the quality of 
the laboratories in there. They had one lab that had nothing but ground source heat pumps in it, water source heat pumps. And they had different wells put out there. And they told me that some of them are grouted differently so they can actually monitor and see what the different wells do and see what happens when you put wells in differently. And it's pretty neat to see everything that they've set up there. They've really done a lot of work in that facility. Awesome. Thanks for taking the time to go through this recap. We hope the listeners enjoyed it and give you a sense of how we're trying to build things for you by getting out there and interacting with different communities, events, and conferences. And I forgot two more, ones that we didn't attend, at least two more, the iHockey, which is the International Heating, Air Conditioning, Cooling Conference in California, and a couple of weatherization, regional weatherization shows that other people on our team went to. So we're trying to bring it all together for you at True Tech and appreciate you listening to this episode. We'll be back at you with some more targeted episodes with Elk and I doing it for you. Sounds good, Bill. Talk to everybody later. Thanks. Appreciate you taking the time to listen to this episode where Eric, or Elk as we call him, covers his 2023 travelogue, all the little business trips he's taken with TrueTech Tools in the last year or so, and what's some of what he's looking forward to in the future. I also host the Res Talk podcast. You can find it at R-E-S-T-A-L-K. You can learn about what's happening in the world of home energy ratings and peripheral topics. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe to the podcast. Give us a rating on any podcast app where you can give us a rating. We have lots of other great trade-related resources and influencers out there, including Stephen Reardon, HVAC Reefer Guy, Tool Pro, Service Business Mastery, Quality HVAC, HVAC Overtime, HVACR Videos, Home Diagnosis.tv, AC Service Tech, Measure Quick, HVA Chicks, The Misfits of HVAC, The HVAC Grapevine, HVACR School, of course, and HVAC Shop Talk. Please give a listen or follow some of those resources. Some of them do live streams, some of them do YouTube, some of them do podcasts. There's a lot of great resources out there. If you're interested in becoming a customer of True Tech Tools, if you aren't already, you can take a look at what we carry at truetechtools.com, T-R-U-T-E-C-H-T-O-O-L-S.com. And you can use the offer code HVACBS for a nice discount. I want to thank you for listening and subscribing to the Building HVAC Science Podcast. If you've got any comments or feedback you'd like to share with us, contact us at marketing at truetechtools.com. Thanks again. Have a great day. And we look forward to having you come back and listen again to the Building HVAC Science Podcast. Goodbye. Goodbye.